How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, President CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We want to thank you for joining us here. We have a wonderful guest that we met several years ago. He's one of our top stars of the Emerging Leaders Program out of our Greater Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce Foundation. We started this program with the vision of identifying, cultivating, and developing young leaders for the region. And he's a perfect example of a successful alum who's doing great work and started out in banking, moved over to education, and is doing some important work. So we wanted you to meet Ricardo Rodriguez soon. Hopefully, uh, we'll have him back on the show once he's completed his doctorate degree, and we'll be calling him Dr. Rodriguez. On that note, welcome. Thanks for joining us, Ricardo. Muchas gracias. Thanks for having me, Dr. Maria. Absolutely. So you're involved in a lot of things, but most specifically, tell us about your current role and position, what you're doing there, and then let's talk about, you know, why this is important. Sure. Uh, thanks again for having me. Um, so with Latinos for Education, we're a nonprofit based out in Boston, Massachusetts, and we have a site here in Houston, Texas. Uh, or, or our organization focuses primarily on ensuring that representation and education reflects that of the Latino community, the students that we serve. So ultimately, here in Houston, just to share some quick statistics, we have a little over 50% Latino student population across greater Houston. Yet when you look at the leadership pipeline, we have about 8% leaders who are at senior level roles across education organizations. And when you look at nonprofit organizations and their uh, board of directors, it's about a 2% representation. So our team has some programs that ensure that we are developing individuals, Latino educators who are passionate who have the vision, who have the, de the determination to be a voice for our community. Um, we provide them with the necessary training and skill sets so that they can be positioned for those levels of leadership. Ultimately, bridging that gap, ensuring that the people that are making the decisions at the, de at the decision table truly represent the students that we're serving. Well, and, and we need to find a way to scale up and, and take advantage of the fact that the numbers are there. However, Again, representation is still an issue. So what are some of the main challenges that you see facing the Latino community? Sure, well, you know, as mentioned, I gave you a few of the data points, but uh, ultimately when it comes to education, our Latino students are still being underserved. They're being under-resourced. Uh, here during COVID-19, the issues have become a little bit more prevalent. Um, across greater Houston, when you compare us to regions such as Rio Grande Valley in South Texas, um, school scores ultimately do not reflect the level at where, where they should be. Uh, when I look at both the Latino community and the African-American community, who the African-American community, African community sometimes is a little bit more challenged uh, than we are, 
uh, you look at the percentages and, you know, 12 of 64 high black majority schools, low SES schools are meeting standards through TEA. Uh, that's not okay. Uh, when you look at the more affluent communities, you know, your River Oaks, your uh, comprehensive high schools across Greater Houston that have the resources, that have the dedication, that have the supports, uh, are performing, outperforming, um, that reality, it's just, it shouldn't be real, <laughs> ultimately, right? I mean, very, I feel grateful. Yeah. yeah. I feel grateful for myself who, you know, my, my parents were able to maneuver through the challenges and barriers um, to access education and to ensure that I was persisting, right? But ultimately, if we're not able to have that advocate, many times our parents uh, may not necessarily have graduated high school uh, because they're new to this country. Uh, my mom, personally, she got her GED at age 38, pregnant with me, her fifth child. Like, that is not a common story. And ultimately, if, if we're not being a voice for the students who don't have that proper guidance, um, no one else is going to do it for us. So I, I, I highlight that main challenge because uh, I almost see it as an area of opportunity more than anything. Um, I feel like now more than ever, we need to have the proper connections, the proper collaboration across business sectors, across government, um, and remove the politics from it. Ultimately, uh, as we see through Dr. Kleinberg, who does plenty of research here in Greater Houston, we're not going to be able to meet the job demand that's required in the next few years if we don't have the proper access to education. And the ones that are highest at risk for that are black and brown kids, unfortunately. Yes, absolutely. And uh, your Chamber of Commerce was featured in uh, one of his chapters and it talked about the work of the Chamber and specifically about the Emerging Leaders Program. And so, again, uh, we can all do our part. And you mentioned business. Business has to collaborate. Uh, the schools have to reach out and understand they can't do it themselves. And it also becomes part of what an individual can do. So one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past is that the importance of not only advocating, but as Latinos, as community leaders, as individuals, you need to know the issues. I am extraordinarily dismayed by the sheer number of people who just don't know some of the basic information that any, especially college educated person should know. And that's also, I think, attributed to, you know, where people are putting their time and what they're doing with their time or not doing. And, and shame on us. If we don't help, especially those who are college educated, understand the importance of listening to NPR, reading the Wall Street Journal, reading the New York Times, keeping up, especially with technology, you have no excuse anymore. I think a lot of it is just where you choose to put your time. But if we're graduating our young leaders and they still don't have a grasp on the issues, then our job is not done. But are you finding this or is this unique to my experience? Not at all. I mean, I, I feel like what I constantly tell myself more than anything, but also those around me is like, look beyond the headlines. Um, the, the media can be very polarizing right now and it could hit certain ways with certain people that education should really be at the center of how we're being informed and how we're informing our perceptions, our opinions and our actions as well. Um, beyond the headlines is where you are able to truly uncover um, the facts, uncover the connections that are, that need to be made uh, to truly understand the broader scope of the issues. Um, one of the other pieces along those, like, uh, along those lines, Dr. Murillo, is 
educating ourselves through having conversations with others, especially those who have different um, perspectives or lenses, lenses than we do. That's truly when you're able to find common ground. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a challenge, but ultimately it's required and you have to listen to understand more than anything. And it's a minimum expectation that as someone who's growing up and gone through college that you should have a, a knowledge base of the world around you. Uh, your community, you know, who's on city council, you know, what is happening in different specters. And, you know, the best way to do that is through, as you mentioned, right? If I want to know about basketball, I know who to call and, and find out, you know, what's going on. And so you don't have to be an expert at it all. But shame on us if we don't encourage our children, especially to be uh, lifelong learners. That's what I like to call it, lifelong learners, so that we can engage. And so when people say, well, there are Latinos who do X, Y, or Z. Yes, there are, because we are smart enough to know that we've been keeping up with that, such as the uh, MacArthur Foundation Genius Award that was just granted to a Latina from the University of Houston. And so let us continue to be lifelong learners. Let us continue to know the data, such as the work that you all are doing, and let us share that. What are some of the things you want to leave our audience with before we wrap up our interview? I would say ultimately, um, to your point on it, it's minimal effort. It can be minimal effort. You know, census is still going on right now through October yeah. 31st. Take action. If you completed your census, connect with your family members, your parents, your neighbors, make sure that they completed it. Uh, voting uh, is around the corner and is gonna be happening here in a few days on October 13th. Uh, voting starts, early voting, so make sure you get out there. Uh, regardless of what opinion, what stance you have, get out there, elevate your voice. That's truly how we're able to shape uh, what our society and what our democracy looks like. Yeah. Uh, the other piece, As they say, have a plan, yes. Yeah. And alongside, you know, a lot of us like to volunteer. We like to be involved. Um, go beyond that. I mentioned to a few folks yesterday, other emerging leaders, um, get more involved, join a board. Those are the people that make the decisions. They need the diversity and they need your voice. Because ultimately, you know, we, we, we can't have what has been happening continue. Uh, we must be at the table. And I know you're a strong believer of this uh, as well, Dr. Medillo. Um, I appreciate the work that you and the chamber does and continues to do to, to truly challenge our mindsets and challenge um, the structures that we're seeing uh, and really ensure that we're being equitable and equal across the services that we have out there. And it doesn't have to be, as I mentioned on the call yesterday, it doesn't have to be this huge nonprofit that you create on your own and expect to change the world in the next six months. It could be as impactful for you to just reach out to folks, especially when you look at our, our five-meter target here, which is voting and census. So thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for all you do, Ricardo. We are so very proud of you and the many hundreds of emerging leaders who've gone through our Chambers Foundation. So congratulations, and we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Thanks. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.